Another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Outlander. The word automobile is a mix of the French word auto, which means self, and mobile, which means moving. The word outlander means intelligent, economical, luxurious, and safer than ever. Perfect for moving yourself around in serious style. Hello, campers. Ian Collins wants a word. Jeff, can we get one of those, um, what was that sitcom, Heidi High? One of those sort of Heidi High xylophone, yeah, one of those things to start the show. Morning, pod people. Welcome to the show. Your bunch of quack, quack, oops. Yeah, that means nothing, that, does it? On the show, this. Those nappies will soon get on your cods. Eric Pickle's big pink pants worth of this. How do you know when you're being videotaped? Do you know? And my mum would slap my legs and take away my Bazooka Joes if we didn't go all seasonal with some of this. Oh, oh, oh. And as we limp towards the festive season, our own little elf is here. It's Sideshow Kev. F*** you, Santa. OK. Are you feeling festive yet? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I'm all right. I'm festive. I'm, I'm tinseled up. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. It just goes too quick. I think it should be... A proper three-week holiday. The whole country stops. Everybody's off and drunk. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, lights and cuts of turkey and yeah. uh, nice music and a huge ladles of wine and all that. But it's not usually that, is it? It's a couple of days off. People get pissed. Families have rows. Go back to work. It's quite depressing for the first four weeks. You get to play Buckaroo though. Yeah, great. Plus, once the word will be on in January at some point, so. You get to look forward to that. That's true. Yeah, definitely. In January, we definitely restart for 2014. We do. It's weird, isn't it, talking about that? Two years, man. Two years yeah. of this. We'd just like to thank everyone for their support. Two years. Tell a friend. Get your friend to subscribe. Subscribe. Send us some money. Money. And some cake. Cake. And everything will be fine. No, don't do the cake, because otherwise somebody might just in a Victoria sponge and send it to us. You ever had that? Has anyone ever sent you evil cake? No, somebody has sent me evil things, but not uh, cake. Yeah, well, we, won't, we shouldn't talk about them. We don't want to encourage people. No. If only you'd written a book and detailed all of that. Good call. Hey, it's now available on Amazon for about £2,000. <laughs> for reasons unknown. From Dennett. Oh, sorry, yes. Questions and feedback via social media. Yep, like this bit. Uh, and stuff. Stop playing with that piece of paper. I ju- I've got stuff written down that I've got to tell you about. I know, but I, I keep telling you. I'm trying to encourage a digital studio here, and you keep bringing in your bloody bits of paper. You're nothing without a sheet of A4, I'm telling you. You come in with a jumper, which is just covered in post-it notes. It's really embarrassing. I need to know what's happening. Uh, Dennis says, I found a grape in my belly button. I don't like or eat grapes. Should I call the police? <laughs> Yeah, I think you should probably call a, uh, a a wing of a helpline somewhere. Uh, they might be able to help you out. I don't mind grapes if they're seedless. I can't be arsed with seeds. Hang on, who gives a toss whether they're seedless or not? Uh, it's too much hassle. I like to pop it. We don't take them out. You eat the seeds, surely. Look, no, look, I like to pop it in my mouth. Okay. And, you know, just have a good good munch. Yep. And, you know, I, I don't want to be spitting anything out of the You don't end. have to spit seeds out of a grape, Kev. They're too small. In fact, I'll raise you a cherry... And I'll tell you this now, I don't always spit the pips out of a cherry. Really? And that's quite a substantial bugger. So you could have a cherry tree growing well, in yeah, your that's abdomen. That's the old bollock Shenan told you, no. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you can't do that. You'll have well, stuff no. growing out your ears or a cherry tree growing out of your sphincter. Look, Thanks, Nan, right. for that. Listen, 
Let me ask you a question about this. Do you eat compost? Yes, you do. Therefore, the seeds are in there. You're, you're going to be like, with this giant tree growing out of your face. Yes. Which would be awesome, by the way, especially when you start getting fruit on it. Th- and then Channel 4 will make a, a documentary. The man with a tree in his face. It'll just be called 9 o'clock, Channel 4, Tree Face. <laughs> and I look forward to being one of the talking heads saying, yeah, I remember when it first started sprouting. Uh, he had a couple of we leaves. We thought it was just a party trick to start with. <laughs> and sadly, sprouted right up. And a couple of leaves coming out of a nostril. I said, you want to take care of that, mate? Next thing you know, he had full branches. I was pruned for three seasons. Yep, whatever that means. Devon in Cornwall. It's a fact, really, isn't it? That's how, the name, Devon. How do you think we'll do in the ashes? Ah, oh, the ashes, yeah, down under the, uh, uh. the the cricket for the for the ashes. I'll give you my opinion right now, actually, on how you think we'll uh, how we think we'll do with the uh, with, with the ashes, the, the great uh, cricketing mm, mm. standoff between the Aussies and the English. They're back doing it this time. It's on Antipodean soil, and they're going to reclaim, retain the big trophy or the little trophy. Lovely. And um, what I think we all think about that is, we don't give a shit! No. It's the ashes. They only just finished the ashes about three minutes ago. And there's another one. There's meant to be well, there's meant to be every other year or every... Nobody knows how this happens. Nobody knows how cricket works. And usually Andy Zaltzman comes on and tells us on the podcast how it works because Andy loves uh, cricket and he does his own podcast about cricket and stuff. But actually on this occasion, I think even cricket diehards are a bit perturbed to see that the ashes has come back. So close to the last one finishing. But I do know that England won the last one, and uh, the way things are going, they'll probably retain the Ashes. I don't, I don't know anything about cricket. Although I was in Melbourne, Australia once, and I went to a... Uh, they've got like a 60,000-seater stadium. The and, MCC. Yeah, and they had this uh, cricket match in when a friend of ours was over there and said, um, uh, hey, we met him there, and he lives in Melbourne. He said, oh, I've got your tickets to the cricket. We're like, great. Uh, so we sat there drinking terrible beer in the sunshine for eight hours watching Shane Warne throw his balls about. That's kind of worth... A, a it is if you yeah. like cricket. I didn't know what the fuck was going yeah, on. Yeah, I know, but, you know, what uh, cricket in Australia, um, watching that happen is not a bad thing to do. True. From, and I think we have to give this a round chorus of booze, just because we do. From John Cole's unused glasses. Boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so into podcasts. Never listen to normal radio anymore these days. Love you guys, Bugle, Morehouse, and Sean Hughes podcasts. But here's my question. Can I get them on cassette as my car <laughs> only has a tape player? No, but they're all available on 8-track. Especially the Sean Hughes one, yeah. which is also available on Wax Cylinder. Mike Newell, the Outlander man, writes, Did you see the American TV reporter who shot a lion on a hunting trip? What do you reckon is the difference between killing a lion and killing a sheep? It's a good question. It's a weird question. I did see the, uh, the, the the image of this. There is something that is a little bit shocking when you see a human being standing next to... You remember a full-blown African male lion? Its head is around about sort of eight times bigger than a human head. They're absolutely massive, these things. Yeah. And this uh, TV reporter, who actually she's a reporter on... She does a, a cable show about hunting. Okay, so it's no, it, it's no surprise that she was out. She shot the lion, and it, everybody was in uproar saying it's outrageous. She shot a lion because uh, it's a beautiful creature. It's majestic. It's beautiful all those creature. Things. Yeah, and you know why would you want to shoot it? No, you're not eating it. You're not doing anything. You shot it because you could shoot it. You shot it for fun. Yeah. So there's the fundamental difference. What is the ethical difference between a sheep and a 
That depends whether you've satisfied yourself that a sheep is part of God's food chain that he's given to the human race. And I choose to believe it probably is. So therefore, there is a difference. One is for food and the other is not. But it was, I don't know why it was grisly to look at. It It didn't look very nice. I didn't see it, but I do wonder what lion tastes like. But I don't even think she was going to eat it. I mean, if she was going to eat it, you could say, well, at least. But there's none of that either. It was just trophy stuff. And she said, uh, she put it on Twitter, the proletariat, the world of celebrity, got very upset as she wrote this, you know, shot this African lion this afternoon. Great hunt. And as Ricky Gervais put out, spot the typo. And I think <laughs> yeah. he probably reflected the views of many. Yes. From <laughs> Sin Eater. I see Simon Cowell wants to call his forthcoming baby Simon. Is Mr. <laughs> Collins going to follow his lead and call his baby Simon too? <laughs> uh, I, well, who said he's going to call his baby? So that's someone just made that up. I think that, he that's... said it, but I think he said it as a joke. Yeah, and it was reported a couple of weeks ago as being true. Is... Yes, my child should be called Collinsius. What a terrifying prospect. We bring to the world, Galinzius. At the beginning of January, a child was born. As the waves parted and the winds calmed down, the messianic sight of the newborn was seen all over South London. Galinzius <laughs> hmm. was born. In a related matter, from Laurie the Wonder Dad, are you taking paternity leave, Mr. C? I would advise two days off, then back to it. Those nappies will soon get on your cods. <laughs> well, I've been getting advice on this uh, because I spoke to somebody who's got a couple of bands right. and said, you know, about the you know paternity, well, the paternity, what's the paternity leave thing? And uh, he said, first of all, we only work two days a week. You're lazy. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> what do you need time off work? I thought fair point. Yeah. Uh, but then, <laughs> which does affect things, really, of course, you know, because yeah. uh, you don't necessarily need to be off. He said, take it off in six months' time. It's much more fun. Uh, no, that's... No, I think that's terrible advice. He said there's nothing to do. No, but the point is you have to be there and be supported because the initial period of the kid being alive is when you have to get it settled and into routines so that it's not a little arsehole six months down the line. <laughs> yeah, but that's just a bit of nature, isn't it? Doesn't no, yeah, it might be nature. It goes to sleep, he has a poo, has some food. But you're going to have, you know, a, a, uh, a girlfriend slash partner who is... You know, exhausted and needs your support as well. It's not just about the bairn. It's about, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the missus yeah, no, as well. I'm, I'm happy to take whatever. I, I'll, I will do what the... Take next year off. Yes, take Andre a year off. Andre and I will do the podcast hey, by there ourselves. Are, there, are be some, there are some nations who are gearing up and making policy that means that you can get... I think one guy that we spoke to on this point a little while ago said that he was he'd worked it all out with his holiday taking his holiday entitlement and his paternity leave, he put the whole thing together and it meant he had something like eight months off work. Which seems quite wow. a long time, really, doesn't it? You really need to take eight months no. off of a child. No, take a couple of weeks. Uh, eight days is fine. No, I'll take a couple of weeks. Well, a couple of weeks is eight days, eight working days. A couple of weeks. Ten working days. Yeah, 14 days. Take 14 yeah. days, have a nice time, you know. Enjoy few, it. A few jars. Yeah, all of yeah. that came. Good work. And finally, Esther, from Kyle. Please, will you get off the fence? Right, then. And finally give us your top Christmas toy of all time. Was this something that we were, you know, prevaricating on before? I, I don't think we have ever mentioned Christmas toys. I bet Kev loves a Cabbage Patch doll. Well, who doesn't? Yes. Although my favourite Christmas present, I think, uh, was Simon. Oh, Simon. Yeah, it looked good, but it kind of was over with a bit lively, wasn't it? Because you follow the pattern and that was it. No, no. I met Simon Bates. 
You mean Simon Bates at Christmas time, darling? Here's a letter from Kev, who says, Happy Christmas, dears, and all who sail on you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Batesy. Cabbage Patch dolls, which Carl references, um, are, but they haven't, uh, apparently they never went away. Well, it's it's a cyclical thing. It's like with that and Transformers. Rubik's and, Cube. And even with, with Simon, the electronic game. All these things are coming out again because parents think, oh, I'll buy that. I enjoyed that. I'll buy it for the kids. Trouble is with Simon. It's just an app now, isn't it? That would cost you. It's probably free. Oh, they're actually, but they're making the plastic uh, one again. But it does more things and more. Well, why do you need that? Won't people just do it on their phone? What you're going to buy an iPhone for your like five year old? Yeah, but you've probably already got your phone. They just play it on yours. You don't well, give them what anything. if I want my phone though? Well, they can just play it when you're not playing it. Can you get a key ring, Simon? Used to be able to. Yeah, small one. Yeah, I might buy one of those. You know, what I'm determined to get into with a little one on the way. Lego. Yeah, you like Lego. Lego is good. Lego is always good. You could go to Legoland, have a great time on the roller coasters and stuff like that. You'd have an amazing time. Yeah. Don't know about the roller coasters. Roller co- Got a kid, you're going to have to go on a roller coaster at some point. Maybe. Man. But yeah. I'm, I'm into like building some of that big shit. Yeah. It's expensive, but... They have. You can build some big stuff. Now. Right. They've In- got adult Lego. I don't mean like porn Lego. I mean <laughs> adult Lego. But, oh, look, make this vagina from Lego. <laughs> it's a 200-piece phallus. <laughs> But in the uh, the because Legoland Windsor, which is a, a wonderful place, of course, obviously, yeah, um, they do have like Star Wars Lego, and they have a Star Wars Lego exhibit. But they have this like Star Destroyer thing, mm. which is four hundred pounds. Is that what it costs? Four hundred pounds for Lego? That's astonishing. How big is it? Bit of a personal question. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't open the box and build it. Obviously, yeah. But I mean, it's it's got to be a substantial size. But I mean, is it like? Eight feet wide, or is it like a foot wide? It's a. You know what it is? It's a punishment for stupid dads yeah. who go, here you are, little Timmy. I bought you this 400-pound yeah. de- uh, Star Destroyer, even though you're only five. That's what and it is. And little Timmy will say, Daddy, I'm too little to build this. You have to build it for me. That's what he'll say. So he'll spend the entire Christmas yeah. building this 400-pound Star Destroyer which, of course, you can't break down into Lego blocks over no. it because it's going to take you two weeks to build. Yes. That's the flaw in this plan, dads. We're doomed. Hey, is that feature that takes a long, hard look at life's knobheads. You know the kind of folk, those who, regardless of sex, status or faith, find themselves acting in a penile-based manner. They might be off the telly, they could be your mate or your neighbour. It's even possible it's your other half. Whoever they are, wherever they lurk, these are the people who, from time to time, display such traits of sheer dumbass buffoonery, you find yourself concluding only one thing. Hey! Hey! You're being a dick. Kev. You calling me a dick? No. Would I? Have you got one? A little bit. Well, I don't suppose it's a rant. I suppose it could be a rant. Yep. It's a couple of weeks old, but you know these things on the internet take a life of take on a life of their own, really, don't they? Doctor Who fans, Doctor <laughs> Who fans specifically, who had just leave it there, Doctor ex- Who fans. I know, but especially the ones who had like vast criticism of the fiftieth anniversary special. They actually wanted eleven actors, three of whom are actually dead, and many of whom would be squeezing into a daft costume they haven't worn in 30 years and they're four times the size they were when they wore it and they want these people wobbling around and fighting for 75 minutes 
Impossible. What you got was extraordinary, wonderful TV. Stop complaining and just enjoy it and enjoy Christmas. Well, you got an anticlimax, really. No, but it's just like Doctor Who fans are dicks. And I'm a Doctor Who fan, but I'm not a dick. Well... (laughs) <laughs> should we do a whole discussion on just that point, Kev? Well, Doctor I Who. think we should do that. No, on whether you're a dick. <laughs> here's, uh, here's a nomination. I don't uh, think I'd win. Emma Way. Now, you might be saying Emma Way. Emma Way. Who's Emma Way? Emma Way is... Uh, she's the girl who bragged on Twitter about knocking a cyclist off his bike. Got to work and just tweeted randomly, think I just knocked a cyclist off his bike. Oh. Anyway, I've got the right of way. I pay road tax, or words to that effect. Mm. Anyway, the magistrates find her. 700 quid for being a dick. I mean, at what point? Where, where, how many Twitter stories do there have to be for, of people getting caught out in these kind of uh, areas of life before somebody says, actually, maybe it's not advisable to, to, to tweet this, that, or that. I saw one the other day. Somebody had essentially slagged off their, the company they worked for. Yeah. And it was really easy to find out who the company was. And you think, well, if you are the what they now annoyingly call the HR department of that company, you wanted to get rid of this person. Maybe they want to go anywhere, but let's assume they wanted to stay. Then they've got no hope, because that, that company now has that bit of info on the employee, because you've openly yes. said something uh, to your detriment. So uh, and that's just uh, an internal matter. But when it comes to matters of illegality, you've got people with you know, racist comments, people with threats to kill, and this uh, utter dick telling uh, people that it, you know it's almost quite fun that she knocked a cyclist off his bike. Should have looked where he, he don't pay any road tax. What rights he got to be there? I mean, that, that is dickish behaviour. The thing, though, I, I will say, though, and this isn't defending that person in any respect at all, but there are some cyclists who do uh, take that whole we have a right to be on the road as much as anyone else thing yep. a little bit too far. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I was, uh, I was in London's fashionable West End using a crossing, and the traffic lights were on red for the traffic. And a cyclist, you know, this is a guy with his jaunty hat and his little gloves and stuff like that. As I was walking across, literally almost ploughed right into me. And he says to me, what the f*** are you doing? And I said, I'm crossing the crossing because this is a red light. And he went, well, and I said, hold that thought. And I said to my mate, Andre, give me some punching the f*** out of the cyclist music. And I lamped him in the jaw. Yeah, that's reasonable. Did you put it on Twitter? I did. Uh, this is from Mike Onions, who says, I'm nominate- <laughs> I'd like to nominate Mr Flowers, the former chairman of the co-op, for crimes of idiocy. This is uh, the yeah. uh, guy that was caught purchasing marching powder and, I think, purveying some... Uh, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere along the line. <laughs> Essentially, it was just a catalogue of licentiousness and low-grade, lewd, uh, illegal, uh, narcotic-based behaviour. Terrible. So, uh, yes, and pre- he was a church minister as well, oh. and a couple of weeks before he'd been at a select committee in the House of Commons as the chairman of the... So he's gone, but in a similar manner... Uh, he, what did you say about church? He's he, a church minister. He's a church minister? Yes. Oh, I see. Did he like to play the organ? <laughs> Jeff, the Mitsubishi man, points out, I'm nominating anyone in Canada who voted for that mayor, Rob Ford. It's bad enough that Londoners vote for Boris, but at least he doesn't smoke crack and threaten to kill people. (laughs) Oh, no, I love Rob Ford. He's the most entertaining thing out of Canada ever. Yeah, particularly out of Toronto. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. He he is entertaining. Um, There's no doubt about that. It is the strange people like those who aren't playing by the rules. But I think when you start smoking crack, 
and uh, threatening to kill people on video, then maybe you shouldn't be in public office. But you know, he phoned a talk station in Canada pretending to be somebody else. And he was saying, well, I think Rob Ford is a great man or whatever else. And start talking about it and arguing with the host who knew perfectly well who he was and <laughs> caught him out. Extraordinary. In fact, this is what it sounded a bit like. No, I don't think he has to answer to any of that. He has personal problems. And by the way, by the way, if you think you can fire somebody because they have a personal problem with something like the substance abuse in a union or with a labor, you can't. No, but you, you know what? But the mayor's not. The mayor's not in a union. Uh, here's the thing: nobody. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not nobody, nobody's a, a union in there. Nobody's accused uh, the mayor of breaking the law on this show or this station. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Breaking the law? Okay. Nobody's I accused him of that. Okay. First of all, let me get another one across to you. How do you know when you're being videotaped? Do you know? When do you? Well, okay. Uh, sorry, what was your name? This is Bill. Is this Rob Bill? Ford? Yeah, okay, Bill. <laughs> Hold on, I'm serious. Hold on a second. Last week. Who am no, I talking to right this. now? That's how many, a, been, Ian. how many times have you been busy in the last week? The times that I've looked into the camera once. Oh, yeah, you looked at the camera once. How do you know what you do exactly? There's cameras everywhere. Okay, okay, so you're telling me that he goes around it and videotapes himself smoking crack. Rob, Mayor Ford, Mayor Ford, I know your do? voice. This is you, isn't it, Mayor Ford? And away he went. He uh, dropped a line there. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it? Boris, on the other hand, I don't think could get away with any such caper. Oh, he's a, it would be a caper. He's, caper. A, he's a cartoon character. Yes, he though, has his he? own radio show, of course. Of course he does. I'll be seen on 7.3. Uh, this comes from Blaine. He says, I'm nominating my boss, now ex-boss, who fired three of us for doing exactly what he asked, and then when it all went wrong, denied any involvement. This related to three people losing their job and him keeping his. I can't go into the details... But we work in taxidermy. <laughs> so uh, what I'm intrigued about on this is, did they? What did they stuff something they shouldn't have stuffed? I guess. Did they? Uh, was it still alive? Did they use the wrong attachment? Did they try and stuff each other? Could have been any of those uh, equations. How many people work in a taxidermy company? Yeah, I always think they're, they're one-man band operations when they do work, and they only really work if you previously owned a stoat. <laughs> Seems to be the order of things. Slim Pickens says, I'd like to nominate my mate Small Pete. He's a dick for sleeping with a woman twice his age, then bragging about it at work. Unfortunately, the person he bragged to was the husband of the woman concerned. Oh, nice work. This resulted in a thick lip and a dislocated collarbone. Now, the thick <laughs> lip came from the husband, but the collarbone was his own fault because as he ran away from said husband, he legged it over a fence and got head-butted by a cow. <laughs> I love, I love the chain of events that led to that, uh, thus resulting in him falling over and dislocating his collarbone. Well, that is his own stupid fault, isn't it? This comes from the Sultan of Brunel, who says, My classics lecturer is a dick for not only thinking that 20-year-old students would be attracted to him, he's obsessed with himself, despite the fact that this is a man who actually looks a bit like Dolly Parton. Ooh. But also because he passes wind in lectures but makes no reference to his jumbo jet-like anal glands. <laughs> <laughs> he just carries on as if nothing has happened. Ah, oh, it's wonderful. You can nominate him anytime you like. And Mick Hucknell's brain says, "Can I nominate the Monty Python team for this up-and-coming reunion?" Now, now. I didn't find them funny the first time, so I'm darn sure it won't make me cackle this time. Now that they're all about eighty, 
In any case, even those who liked them would surely prefer the memory of what they once were rather than watching the f***ing parrot sketch again, but with Zimmer frames. Right, now, I'm interested to see what they're doing with this, and I can tell you something, right? Klee's effectively does stuff for money. I mean, there's no doubt about that. By his own admission, he'll do stuff for money. Eric Idle, likewise. But if you're going to get Palin involved in something, then it has to have some sort of merit to it. And I don't think it's just going to be like, hey, you'll make, oh, it might be, you'll earn 12 million from this. I'm interested to see what they do. If it's going to be them on stage doing little Python stuff, they'll make loads. And in some ways, I hope it is, because they will make an awful lot of money. If they're doing new stuff, hmm, it's a bit like the Rolling Stones going, here's a track off our new album. Nobody really cares. And they're not going to do that bringing kind of like guest people on to sort of co-present sketches that were, you know, like they've done with the two or the one Ronnie where other oh, actors no. have played yeah. parts that no. were, you know, were in the four candles sketch and that kind of stuff, which just doesn't, really doesn't work. It's a bit insulting, really. Um, I, I hope they don't, I don't want to see Russell Brand. No. Uh, you're being a dick, yes. Thanks. Uh, that's a pleasure. Uh, but 2014 will proffer more dick nominations, I'm sure. Yes. Thank you. And you know, I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable, and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is, you can now save up to £5,000 on this ultimate 4x4, with prices starting from just 26199 and 0% finance available across the range. You've just got to check it out for yourself. Pop by mitsubishi-cars.co.uk slash shogun for some very special offers. Shogun, always capable, surprisingly affordable. So, hang on a second. Hold the front page. Isn't this like a... a, I couldn't be bothered to think of a second feature, so I'm just going to repeat the feature from last week. No, what it is... No, it is a bit of that, isn't it? Oh, cynical Collins. Come on, Sideshow. No, 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 no. Show us your balls, man. The feature was so... Listener, it's a bit of that. The feature was so busting last week. It was busting. I didn't want to take up 30 minutes of the podcast doing this little feature, so I split it into two because it's a tour across the States. It's the band list gone stateside. Band! Andre, show us some of your Longhorn uh, hamburger uh, grit style and biscuit us up some cool... American music, y'all! We're back on the road across the land of the free as we continue our epic tour of the US of A, travelling state to state to state to state to check out what inexplicable weirdness is banned by law. And we begin in Hawaii. You know what they say about Hawaii? (laughs) We do know what they say about Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's illegal to appear in public wearing only swimming trunks. Apparently. Well, clearly not from the story we told. See, several episodes. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Matt, in some bars, it's actively encouraged. Well, yes. It's illegal to put pennies in your ear. Pennies? Pennies. Why would you put a penny in your ear? Oh, I'm sorry. Penis in your... No, pennies in your ear. (laughs) Twins can't work for the same company. Well, that can't be the case, because that would just be discrimination. It would be confusing. Yes. If you've got, like, Bill and Ben, and you want Bill to do something, and Ben does it. What if Bill's been promoted above Ben? Well, You can see why. Because suddenly Bill uh, is getting all the plaudits. You give Ben some secret documents thinking he's Bill. Ben finds out how much Bill's yeah. earning and what he shoots got him. Ide- yeah, identical twins who hate each other and they work for the same company. That's kind of interesting. And there must be stories of identical twins who've like, palmed themselves off as each other. 
I have no doubt. Yeah, must have happened. Scooting across to Iowa, a man with a moustache can't kiss a woman in public. Now, remember, these are laws that existed or still exist but aren't enforced. A man with a moustache. Well, that's reasonable, isn't it? It would screw up November for everybody, wouldn't it? It would, indeed. Because there's nothing better in London in November than seeing all of the guys attempting to grow facial hair and wandering around with, oh, look at me, I've got facial hair. (laughs) Check me out. It's quite funny. Yeah. Kisses can't last for longer than five minutes. Five minutes? Five minutes? Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, that's going to do that? Who's going to time that? Yeah, well, somebody does. Somebody sat there and gone, well, five minutes is the optimum length for a snog. What is it? The, the, I mean, in the PDA department, you know, arm around the waist, but not on the buttock. I mean, is that is that the sort of how you would take the ruling? I suppose it must be something like that. Everybody's gone for a public buttock clench at some point. I'm going for one now. Get off. Within Ottawa city limits, a man can't wink to any woman he doesn't know. Nobody should be able to wink. At all, yeah, it, I agree. Well, it is dodgy. It just looks really weird when blokes wink, and it's a certain era of bloke that winks. The same bloke that whistles. Don't wink, you winker. That's right. I remember when I was a kid, I had an uncle. He used to wink to me all the time. He's in prison now. Let's go to Louisiana. Okay. It's against the law to gargle in public. It's also illegal to wear an alligator costume. That's your Saturday night's doomed, isn't it? Yeah, no more of that. And in New Orleans, it's illegal for a woman to drive unless her husband is in front of the car waving a flag. (laughs) I so hope that's true. That's hilarious. It's obviously not enforced, otherwise it'd be a riot. There would be. And in Massachusetts, which reminds me of an old Kenny Everett Bee Gees joke. Do you remember that one? And anyway. uh, (laughs) Mourners at a wake can't eat more than three sandwiches. Well, there is a point, I think, any kind of wake where you keep your eye on the greedy bastards. Yeah, but... Who are really there for their dinner. So like, don't go to a funeral, go to the Wimpy. A couple, a couple of beers and some, some food, isn't it? That's well, you're meant to have some, yes. But, I mean, yeah. the idea that you, you feast off it and start piling up your Tupperware boxes and put them in the <laughs> bag, it's just wrong. Snoring is illegal unless all bedroom windows are shut and securely locked. I like that. Are you a snorer? Not you really. Snore? After a few ales, I think yeah. everybody can snore. I think everybody can. Yeah. What about your missus? Did she snore? Only when pregnant. Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Just yeah. a bit. And finally, Esther, it's illegal in Massachusetts, yeah. by law, Go on. to have a goatee beard without a license. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I, I think it's weird. I don't quite understand why. I mean, can you have a full beard? You've had that thing on your face ever since I've known you. That's a hamster. I just can't get it off. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, it's quite cute. I see his little tail. Yeah. What's his name? Dennis. Nice. You say that, I keep shitting in my neck. I had that with a mole on my ear. That is so f***ing banned. Credit stream. And there you go. No running in the corridor on the way out. We are, of course, back in seven days. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do and want to help support this podcast, then get over to iTunes to rate, review, and, of course, subscribe. If you're an Android user, try us on the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com slash once a word. Thanks to all of our guests. All can be followed on Twitter. So can we at once a word thank you of course to our sponsors Mitsubishi Motors in the UK the in-show feature and sponsor music was by Kevin McLeod his website in computech.com the show's technical operator Andre Porch the programme was edited by Karen Mather our intern was Nana Muscuri and today's chunky fat comes courtesy of Jeff the Red Trucker in Northampton who tells us that Nick Clegg once considered a career as an actor after a look-alike agency approached him due to his uncanny likeness to a massive c- 
Nice. I want as ever, the in-show catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. We're back in a week and a bit. Well, we'll be lighting the first studio candle of the festive season. Have your fireproof tinsel at the ready. Until then, goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. <laughs> Big Things! Another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. Buy a flying car from only £14,999. Now, with optional automatic transmission, the ASX flies along both town and country roads without the need for any in-flight peanuts. I don't know why that's funny. It probably isn't.